We're the Cullies, and we decided to sell everything and move on to a boat. Are you recording? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say that. All right. Well, for now, we're going to drop anchor, make ourselves comfortable, and tell you a story. This is episode 34 of the Drop Anchor Podcast. Busy, busy. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Kendra. So we are a day behind in recording. Sorry everybody. We've been busy. We, <laughs> we've been very busy. Actually, the real reason why we didn't do it yesterday is because I had to get up at 4.30 this morning to be down in Vancouver. Yes. So two hour drive down meant uh, I didn't want to stay up late last night recording and editing. And we chose to go to the gym last night. Right. So normally I feel like we start... At the beginning of the week and work our way, you know, what happened? Mm -hmm. I feel like I should start with what happened today and kind of work our way backwards. <laughs> what happened today? Well, you already said you left at 4.30 this morning. I feel so long ago. This day has been so long. The Mondayest Monday. Yeah, it was. <sighs> um, so you left at 4.30 this morning. Mm -hmm. So I took the girls to school. Your voice is really cute right now, by the way. <laughs> Kendra has some sort of bug I'm that's affecting sick. her voice. She's not I'm sick, not but she's losing sick. her voice. It's really cute. I think Hayden said, um, or you, maybe it was you said it, it's work, too much working out, but I don't think that's a thing. That, yeah, he didn't work out your voice. I didn't. No, it really just is my voice is really strained. <laughs> I feel like I was screaming at some concert last night, but that's not it either. No, because we didn't. Don't go to a concert. We're <laughs> <Right>. old. <laughs> no, we're busy. Anyway, so you left at 4.30 this morning. I took the girls to school. Normally, you take the girls to school. It's kind of our routine. Right. I do all the picking up in the afternoon, so you were very good about taking them every morning unless it doesn't work out. So I took the girls. Kind of busy. It's always kind of, I mean, moms out there know. A little know, frantic in the morning. You know, no matter what you do, it's always a running out the door, like, Everybody get your shoes on. We should be gone. And the kids, they'll they'll listen to this and say, but Mom, you hold us up the most. <laughs> it's true. If we're ever late to something, it's Kendra's fault. Like 100% of the time, it's it Kendra's fault. It takes me a long time to make sure I have all my things. And what <laughs> happens when my kids rush me and don't let me check all my pockets, my keys, my purse, my sunglasses, my I, I have a list, mm -hmm. is that after I dropped the kids off at school, I got back to the marina. And I did not have my gate key. I was locked out. <laughs> Why that happened is because last night we got home late from the gym and everybody was tired and hungry. So the girls were tired and cranky. So I gave them my gate key to go to the boat and you and I grabbed some groceries real fast. Right. And I forgot to get my gate key back from Hayden. So she left it in her coat pocket and brought right. it to school with so her. She had it at school. <laughs> Josh was two hours away. So I was locked out. I waited maybe 10 minutes before somebody showed up and <laughs> I got in. So this weekend was crazy. If I'm still working backwards, uh, this weekend was the last weekend of Morgan's show. Yeah. So she's been in that musical for two weeks. Yep. And so uh, she had like five shows this week i think yeah and each night they would run until past 9 30 and so we, yeah we wouldn't get every back night past it was 10 
kids are just dragging. Uh, Even on her, school nights. Yeah, right, right. So for her, uh, I think that she's going to get a much better night's sleep now that she's able to to not have to have all those long hours of practices every night and shows yeah. and whatnot. So because that took up our Saturday, we decided to hit the gym last night because you, Hayden, Morgan, and Morgan were um, doing the music at church on Sunday. Uh, also this weekend, I got a tattoo. Yeah. So how many does that make? Well, this was kind of an extension of a previous tattoo, right? Well, it's still I mean, it's you, technically a new one, I right? I say right. still would how say it's a new one. Um, I should know, but I don't pay attention to your tattoos. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. My seventh. Okay. I don't have any tattoos. I know. <laughs> I keep thinking about them. I don't want to do it. I think when I come home and I tell you about my day, you don't want to, right? What? Like when I tell you about getting one, my experience. I come home and I'm in pain. No, that doesn't bother me. Oh, when I say my arm hurts, that doesn't bother you? No, like I, I when you say that, it actually makes me want to tough up and go, I can do that. I wondered about that. <laughs> I actually told the guy who does my tattoos, I actually uh -huh. told him, I'm really surprised you haven't mm -hmm. because when I started going to the dentist and not getting Novocaine anymore, you also did it simply, I think, because it's like, if my wife can do this, I want to see if I can do it. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. But I don't feel, I don't mean, so obviously I don't have any tattoos. So whatever feeling I've had hasn't been so, uh, so powerful that it's made me get one. But you telling me about how much it hurts when you're getting it doesn't <laughs> doesn't make me not want to get one. It, it I mean, but so far I'm like tougher than you because I have them. Oh, look at you trying to push my buttons! How cute. <laughs> no, the real reason why I don't want one is just because I don't know what I want. I Noth know you don't is... like the permanency, right? Of, right. Like the decision and the permanency, right? Whereas I'm like, this body's not going with me when I die. Yeah, but I have to keep looking at it while I'm alive. As far as me, so. Well, I look at them and. I've got one that it's not my favorite, but it also, it wasn't a great time in my life, but there's something about looking at it that I'm just like, huh, that's where I was at. That's what I got. That's what I did. So it doesn't really bother me. It just makes me hmm. think. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so you've got all those tattoos. You, you, I mean, again, not knowing anything about tattoos, uh, even though we've been married for 17 years and you've gotten most of those while we've been married. Does every tattoo you have have a story attached to it? Almost. Pretty much. Um, I can tell the story about my first one. Okay. So my first tattoo, and I actually just told the guy who does my tattoos, he's actually done my last, well. Three, right? No, like four or five. <laughs> he's done most of my tattoos. Okay. Um. I was actually telling him the story of my first tattoo uh, this week. And that is, so there's a movie, of course. If everybody that, you know, anyone that's been listening to us long enough realizes there's a lot of movie stuff that, mm -hmm. <laughs> that I talk about. I grew up on TV, I guess. So when I was maybe 11 or 12, my parents rented the movie um, Son-in-Law with uh, Polly Shore. Polly Shore, yeah. And uh, it's a great movie. It's funny. We let the girls watch it. Like I think last year, was I introduced yeah, it yeah. to them. Charlie kept watching oh, it. Oh, she fell in love with that she movie. She really liked it. And I really liked it as a kid. I watched it quite a few times. 
And if you listen to last week's episode, yes, it was recorded off of TV. So it was a very <laughs> clean version of it. When I let my kids watch it, I realized, oh, there's a few things. It's not bad, but there's just more than I remember. <laughs> right, right. Uh, anyway, in the movie... I guess they'll say spoiler if you haven't seen it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Forty year old movie. No, it's not that it's old. Not it's not that, that old. old. I know. I know. <laughs> Somewhere in the eighties, late early nineties, maybe. Hmm. And uh, she is very rebellious. The girl in the movie, and so she gets a tattoo, and it's this really pretty, very small, very simple butterfly on the inside of her ankle. So rebellious. Right? It seems like... <laughs> so I think even then, tattoos still meant something in the it like... still a defiance. Right. Yeah. Well, no, I was thinking more like biker dude. I had never seen a girl get oh, a tattoo like that before. So you mean a girl getting a tattoo meant something in particular? I think so. Yeah. And, and just something so simple and it not be like a heart with the word mom across it on some dude's Which arm weird. i don't even know what that is. i don't know either <laughs> but that's what i remember seeing like or it was cliche i don't yeah, I was know. gonna say have you ever seen an actual biker dude with a tattoo that says mom i didn't see a lot of biker dudes heart. growing up <laughs> we lived in montana and they were like cowboys so there's not a lot of tattoos anyway got it got it <laughs> i mean there's some because there's biker dudes but not where i was anyway <laughs> so i didn't tell my parents but right away in my head i thought the minute I'm 18. I'm getting that tattoo. Mm-hmm. And I think I even maybe mentioned it to my mom. But as a parent, it's one of those things that you're like, yeah, yeah, okay. She'll forget about it. You know? Hmm. I don't think that she thought I would go through with it. <laughs> of course, this scares me a little bit because we've got our oldest who's going to be 18 in less than two years. And this is kind of all right. the things like, that maybe she says she's going to do. Yep. You might instinctively think, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. And then she's going to shock us. Yeah. No, when I tell people the kind of teenager I was, because you and I were not the same <laughs> teenagers. <laughs> uh, I'm scared. Like, I feel like <laughs> you should be more scared than you are. And I feel like you real you don't realize the paths we could be going down because of just how rebellious I was at a certain point in I life. suppose I made a bunch of stupid choices when I was a teenager, though. And yeah. like getting into young adulthood. Teens are just dumb. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. <laughs> uh, but we all have to do it. We all have to live through those years. Right. That's I don't know. It's just part of life. So I turned 18 and I was I was graduated and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. It's a whole nother episode, but I went to beauty school for one day <laughs> and that had was what I wanted to do my whole life. Mm -hmm. So in one day, I all of a sudden didn't know what I was doing with my life. Got it. Got it. So I was at church one day. There was a group of people that were going to join uh, or go down to the Olympics in Australia. Oh, cool. And there's an organization. It's called YWAM. And ever since... It stands for Youth with a Mission, right? Y-W-A-M, Youth with a Mission. I think so. Yeah. So as far as I know, in the 80s or something, or maybe 70s, there was some problem, I don't know, I can't remember, at an Olympic event. Okay. And the committee decided that it would be best to have YWAM there 
and able to assist if something went wrong, but also there for like emotional support. There was like a whole bunch of reasons. Yeah. Was it just like, was it like any Christian organization or was it YWAM in particular? No, specifically YWAM. Why? So YWAM is at every single um, Olympic event. I had no idea. Yep. No matter where they go, YWAM's there. Interesting. So I had to raise the money. Uh, I had some and then I raised the rest from people we knew and friends and family. Okay. And I flew to Australia. And (laughs) Uh, in Australia, I learned that they're not as strict about things there as they are in the U.S. Like drinking. (laughs) Oh. Uh, Drinking's 18. So on the flight over there, they asked if I wanted wine. So I said yes. It was disgusting. I could not believe <laughs> that's what my Why mom... Why do adults drink this stuff? Yeah, I was like, I was so excited. And it was like, oh my goodness. Um, and I could do that because I wasn't with any of the adults that were going. <laughs> I flew separately. Oh. Yeah, I was with um, actually a family friend, their son. I was flying with him. So he's okay. a few years younger than me. Hmm. So I was in charge of him. And so he, I I think he was kind of like, I'm going to tell on you. <laughs> it was funny. So in Australia, it was a lot of fun. I did go to some of the Olympic events. I had talked about going to the gymnastics because it was my favorite since I was a kid. And I got there to the ticket line and got up to the front. You know, I want gymnastic tickets. They were like $400. <laughs> So I look at my person like, what can I do for $20? <laughs> and I got to go to a softball game that nice. was like Germany and China. <laughs> like not teams I was even rooting for. And the seats we were in were really bad. This girl and I went and this this like group of people in front of us, Australians, uh-huh. were completely drunk. And they thought it was so cool that we were from the United States they kept singing to us songs from sitcoms. You know, like huh. Meet the Flintstones, Happy Days. I mean, they were singing Weird. just the Brady Bunch. <laughs> kind of like, do you guys know these? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they went to like 13 innings. And we were up till one in the morning watching a game that I didn't even really know what was happening because I'd never been to a softball game before. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, on that trip, I'm not sure where I just decided to be so crazy. I'd never done anything really crazy. And I convinced a girl to sneak away with me to a really shady part of town in Sydney and get a tattoo in this place that was under an overpass. And was full of the biker dudes I'd never seen before. <laughs> so, under, so around here, if you're going under an overpass, I mean, like that's just in like, Olympia, that's where the homeless encampments are. So like, yeah, like there was a, like, were you in a tent? No. A camper? They were, they were concrete buildings. They were okay. really weird. <laughs> it was kind of sketchy. Huh. <laughs> I remember when I got back, because I was doing it all so secretive, I didn't tell anyone. And that was stupid. And I remember yes. when I got back to the States and someone's like, well, did they at least open a new needle? And I was like, I don't know. 
wasn't watching. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like I'd never done it before and I was so scared of getting caught and but I couldn't get caught because there was a boy <laughs> who was like one of the leaders and I flirted with him. So he gave me one of the leaders walkie talkies that reached that far, like a phone kind of walkie talkie. Okay. So that he could tell us when they were kind of looking for us and we should head back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was really good at, like, batting my eyes and doing the flirt thing to get my way. <laughs> it scares me. We have three daughters. Uh-huh. All of this on a church trip. It was, goodness. It, it was a church trip. So, and I think that the very large scary man with lots and lots and lots of tattoos who looked like a biker dude who did Uh my little tiny tiny butterfly (laughs) (laughs) who didn't ask for my id nothing Uh um i think he thought it was funny but so then i had to get back and try hide my tattoo but wash it and clean it and take care of it yeah and hide it (laughs) my goodness and my mom I think had kind of forgot that I had wanted it or where it came from okay so when I got home and she saw it like I think she thought why that one so I had to tell her about the movie again (laughs) (laughs) remember that movie you let me see when I was a kid (laughs) oh man so that was tattoo number one and then you just got tattoo number seven or eight or whatever yeah uh, so a few days ago I only went about six months and I got my second tattoo. Okay. Not in Australia. And it means nothing to me. I walked into a shop, picked one off of a board just because I wanted one, and I thought on my foot was cool, so on the top of my foot I have a gecko. Then I went quite a few years. I think I went like seven years without getting a tattoo. Okay. And on my mom's 50th birthday, she said all she wanted was a tattoo. She'd never had one before. So my mom's 50th birthday, my mom and my sister and I decided we were going to create our own tattoo. And I drew our tattoo that we have. And it's kind of a copy of a hat that my grandma had. So it's a hat for my grandma. And that is significant because when she passed away, she had 99 hats. She never went to church without a hat. Okay. So. And then... Two years ago, um, well, no, three years ago, I got my tattoo with the girls. It's three birds in an infinity. That's for the girls. And then I got flowers surrounding the hat that represent my grandpa surrounding my grandma. And when I went in and did that, I decided to kind of surprise you, and I got a ta- the anchor. Mm, right, the J and the K anchor on there. Um, And then this weekend, I got a flower on my shoulder and some waves, but there's really no significance to it. I just wanted another tattoo. Are you serious? This whole time, I thought the whole thing was about doing the the whole it calls me, the waves, that whole thing. Like that was Oh, yeah. It. So I got some waves on there, but the flower was just for prettiness. <laughs> oh not goodness. all my not all my tattoos mean something. <laughs> I don't get it. And then and then he was it. like are you planning your next tattoo? And I said yes. No, I don't. I don't go back to back. I'll probably be like another year or two when I decide to. Mm-hmm. But I want a mermaid tail. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. I think I'll just slowly, I will kind of have a sleeve going on because most of my tattoos are on my right arm. Pretty weird. <laughs> I think it's fun because, you know, 20 years ago or more, women didn't walk around with tattoos like they do now. And I think it's really cool. I don't know. I like it. I think it's art. I feel do like. Do you remember that episode of Friends? <laughs> When Phoebe and her husband are having the conversation uh, about Phoebe feeling so empowered that she could change her name to mm-hmm. uh, Consuela something something banana um, hammock. Princess. <laughs> right. Consuela banana hammock. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and Mike did the, uh, okay, crap bag. Yeah, he decided that's what, that's what his name was. Well, also, be. he explained what a banana hammock was because Phoebe didn't know. Yes. So... I feel like the whole, you know, women didn't do all this. Now they can. We were empowered to be able to walk around with tattoos. Like, it just seems like some arbitrary. Well, then I'm just gonna call myself Crap Bag. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a tattoo that says Crap Bag on oh my it across my arm. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Did not see you going there. I love you. Whatever you get. It is your body, dude. Uh-huh. I promise. Uh-huh. You can go ahead and get crap bag on your body somewhere. <laughs> Either that or I'll get banana hammock on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyhow, my, my crazy tatted wife. Yeah, so I did that on Saturday. So you drove, uh, you and the girls actually took care of laundry and dinner. Yep, went to the laundromat. So actually, me and the girls did not take care of laundry. Just the girls did. I decided uh, that we don't do a good enough job teaching our kids responsibility, and uh, I wanted them to do all of it so that, A, they'd they'd know how, and B, they'd know that's just what they need to do. Yeah, between my OCD and my control issues. Which is also OCD. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) OCD is a control issue. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, how about this? I just have OCD. And for so long, I've just done everything because I have a particular way and nobody does it my way. I yeah. know you can shake your head at me, See, the thing but is, I have OCD. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to prevent our children from learning how to do things. And then you get frustrated that they don't know how to do things. You're like, teach them how you like the towels folded then as you sit there and fold it the wrong way. And my OCD is like, like catching, you know, on my... Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. You start twitching. I'm, yes, and uh-huh. I'm twitching, watching you guys do it wrong, and I think I'm just gonna do this when you guys leave, no, and when you guys no, get back, no. it's reset the way I like it. Mm-hmm. I am. Why are we so busy? Busy, I wonder. Why? It's because you're constantly redoing everything they're doing, so oh. you're like doubling your work. <laughs> well, no, I just do all the work, and I don't make anybody. There's another reason why we are going to start giving our kids more jobs. Not only am I busy because I do them all, but on Saturday, we were walking the docks, you, me, Charlie, and Hayden, as we were leaving to go to Morgan's last performance. Right. And so Hayden and Charlie were walking pretty far in front of us, and you're just, you know, walking and talking, and we see Charlie as she turns the corner... (laughs) Slip and fall. Did you see? Did you see her? What happened? So, well, like, she slid. 
Right, right. So I, I mean, she tumbled. I mean, it was like I oh. thought she was going to go into the water. I did too. <laughs> I did too. So I mean, it was like run to her because I thought she was falling in, and I also then heard Hayden kind of gasp and run towards her, and all I could think is she broke a bone because Charlie that poor kid's broken broken several <laughs> bones. Charlie is our child that has no, 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 the same bone. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not same well, arm. wrist and arm. Yeah. Same yeah. bones. She's broken several times. So I thought she broke a bone. We go running and she stands up really quick. And she's staring at the water. And Hayden's like, her phone. Oh, her phone. <laughs> and right away. And, well, I, I looked at the water because in my head I thought, oh, I wonder if it's floating. Like, I know I know that phones <laughs> don't float. But it, I, I look at the top. Man, you sure hope around. they're floating. <laughs> right. I mean, why not check? Oh, yeah. It wasn't floating. So we got mad, thought she was holding her phone and walking, and maybe that's why she fell, plus, you know, holding it. And I guess it was in her, it pocket, was in her pocket. Yeah. And Hayden even saw it. It flew out her pocket and just kept sliding until it hit water. Yeah. So when you have to buy your kid a new phone, even though it's not their fault, Right, we're gonna say it's. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't her fault, her responsibility, but not her fault. Like we're, we, I wasn't so interested in blaming her. I was, I had half a mind to make her get a thirty dollar, like one of those Go phones that you just put the SIM card in, and, um, but, I don't know. Like, it's there, a there's a part of me that's still, I, I don't know why it is that I think that our kids should have nicer phones. But I felt like if I'd gotten her the just a, a cheap Go phone, that um, it would. I don't know. I'm kind of like parenting is hard. This this part is. is hard because like these phones are expensive. Which like why then, on earth are we people who let kids walk around with expensive phones? I I still don't understand. Well, I think then it's just a reminder that they all have expensive phones, and so it was one more reminder of you guys need to do more. You don't even contribute to have the things that we buy you so from now on i'm not gonna do the dishes which i did today (laughs) (laughs) the problem is i can't live in a mess (laughs) well this was my proposal and it was if we are buying our kids these phones uh, ordinarily like if they had a job we might let them buy the phones themselves and we don't really give them an allowance we never have um i didn't get much of an allowance as a kid uh, I I got paid for grades. I didn't really get an allowance. Yeah, so we don't have that. You as got a, paid for grades. Yeah, like all my comic books. Gosh, I, I saw people grades. like that on TV, and I tell my mom and dad, and they're like, "We're not paying you for grades." You were homeschooled. You wrote your own grades. <laughs> <laughs> I was only homeschooled my freshman and sophomore year. All right. Anyhow. Um, no, I just started babysitting. I realized I had to make my money. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, so I made flyers around the neighborhood. Right. So our kids don't have any jobs yet. Our oldest is the only one that's old enough to even have a job. But even still, I feel like it it was it was safer when we were kids. I mean, I started babysitting at 12. No, no, no. Listen, the point of all this is our kids don't work now. They don't work at home. I know. But even when one of them has asked me if they could put their name out there for babysitting jobs, it makes me a little uneasy. No, that's fair. Okay. I think that there's... More scaries than, than when we were kids when I babysat. Yes. So, 
what what we're trying to say <laughs> you're is, trying to say <laughs> is at home uh i decided that uh i will not do dishes anymore that's something that the kids should hmm. have to do and that so cute i do a lot of the dishes <laughs> no but you're okay that there's dishes in the sink where i am not I'm not okay when it needs to get vacuumed and picked up. So I just do it. And the problem is I'm home when you go to work, the girls go to school. I'm on the boat. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. Relax? <laughs> not in a mess. So I'm not. I, I think that we shouldn't do the dishes anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that we shouldn't do laundry anymore. That that should also be something that the girls do. Considering they outnumber us, there are more clothes from them than there are from us. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing it all their lives. So, seems like a so, reasonable exchange for stupid expensive phones. I just have to say that this podcast episode is very fitting for what our podcast is. Just because of how many times we've been interrupted by well, our children. <laughs> and now we keep too. having to pause and If and this re-record. episode seems choppy, it's because we have to keep pausing it. Our kids are really needy tonight. Um, no, just the fact that we're talking about life with teenagers on a boat. So it just seems like a really fitting, like, if you're going to talk about an episode of, like, how is it with teenagers and and then throw in a boat. I mean, we lost a phone on the docks. Right. That's right. not something that's happening every day <laughs> for anyone else. Right. I'm sure kids break phones all the time, but most of them aren't losing them in the Puget Sound. Right. I mean, this phone's gone forever, so. Right. The new rule is phones have to be, like, zipped up into a purse, a backpack, or right. not in pockets. We had bought Hayden a waterproof, like, lanyard thing for her phone, and she actually, did you did you dig it out, or did she? She did. I bought that for sailing. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, she brought it out and was just wearing it around inside the boat, and I kind of wonder if she's going to decide, yep, I really should because I'm terrified of losing my phone or if that's going to wear off really fast. See, I think the problem is it wears off really fast and we get really comfortable um, until you lose something else. You know, like eventually you're just kind of like, oh, I've been walking the docks just fine. I haven't lost anything. And then we'll lose something. I mean, I mentioned to you and Charlie lost her phone when we first got the boathouse you looked over the edge and your sunglasses slipped off and bloop, bloop, bloop. Right. Phone's a little bit more expensive than the sunglasses. Oh, sure. I'm just talking about things falling <laughs> into the water we can't retrieve. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Like, nobody else in a house has an area of which nothing <laughs> right. is, re- like, hey, there's an area in our house. We can never retrieve something from that hole. <laughs> like, you know. It's not that dire. I did get my sunglasses back. Yeah. That's a bad example. We had to pay for it. I mean, you pay the diver. Right. And so at what point do we just leave the thing there? That's my point. Anyway, if we're still working backwards, we had another thing. What night was that? Was that Friday night then? As far as the weather goes? Yeah. I think um, so, right? I, did we go to, did I work the next day? I don't know. This week's a blur. <laughs> we had a really bad windstorm. I feel like it was Friday. That It was in the middle of all of these plays and staying up late anyway and finally get to bed and it was like midnight it was didn't the storm start like like three isn't that when like the high winds um so i woke you up at midnight Mm. because porter was barking and so i think it kind of started then yeah 
then at three, it was so bad. We were almost all awake. I think Hayden's the only one that slept through it. Yeah, the uh, the boat was swinging back and forth. The boat house was catching so much wind. Uh, it was rocking up and down like it was catching waves, basically. And the sound that you hear when that's happening is if you think of an old pirate movie <laughs> and there's like creaking sound and what the creaking is, which is really funny. I never knew what that creaking sound was when I watched the movies, but it's actually our, our lines, our rope that is going from our boat to the cleats. Yeah. It makes just as it pulls taut, a really yeah. loud sound. <laughs> That and there was some banging because the boathouses were bumping yeah. into each other, which causes a lot of noise. Which is funny because when I'd come up top, I could hear the banging more. But when I was down in our rooms, it's the sound of the ropes. Yeah. yeah. So I was trying to find a place to sleep. and. So when that happens, and not sure if everyone has a good visual of what our boat looks like. We still haven't taken a good not like, a walkthrough lot. video. Yeah. But the dog... Uh, Porter, he sleeps back out in the cockpit and it's fully enclosed. So he's not, uh, uh, you know, he's not exposed to all the elements, but it's loud back there. And so he's out there barking. So, you know, between midnight and three o'clock in the morning, I come out here to try to calm him down, make sure he's okay. And knowing that as soon as I, as soon as I make the way back to the front of the boat, crawl into bed, he's going to start barking again. I, when this happens, I just end up pulling up a blanket and sleeping on the couch just so that it's easier for me to, to calm him down. So uh, for hours. Um, and it would kind of die down and you think you could go to sleep. <laughs> and then an insane gust would hit that was kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a really rough night. And we, we woke up the next morning, kind of look at each other like, and here we go. <laughs> So there is go to the, work. the this. It's kind of funny. Like I suppose if you live in town and you're near trees, like you know, when we lived mm. in, in our old house, mm-hmm. when it gets really windy, there is that thing in the back of the back of your mind that says, you know, if there's a really bad gust and this tree falls just in the wrong direction, it could crush us, right? Like it could. Yeah, you actually, when you live in a house, and we have looked at the direction the wind is blowing, so that you would know if a tree would be right, right. You know which way it would fall. So when you're on a boat, well. I'm, when you're on a boat in a boathouse, I mean, we're fairly protected from the elements, but one of the things, <laughs> I don't know if you think about this, one of the things that I think about a lot is oh, no. that all of our boathouses are chained together. Oh, yeah. So if for some reason a boathouse went down, and there's a number of things that could cause a boathouse to go down, I suppose, but it's not like it happens with any sort of, I mean, we've seen a couple that started sinking. And I, I think that what I'm thinking that could be a cause, and there's several things, is some of the older boathouses have the styrofoam yeah, floats. That, correct. And not these, what do we have? Uh, what is it called? The, some sort of carbonate, t- like plastic tubs, basically. Right. They're, they're really thick plastic. And they're connected to the wood, and they're pretty secure. Right. But the pla- the uh, the styrofoam breaks up i mean there are times that i see styrofoam floating in the water when i'm walking the dock right and when we talk when we say styrofoam we literally mean like like giant just a big block of styrofoam there's nothing blocks of styrofoam yeah there's nothing that's protecting it and the way the the marine life works out here is like anything sitting in salt water for too long you're going to end up with mussels and barnacles that try to grow on it right which makes them heavy and where we can knock them off of our floats 
You can just scrape them off. You can't really scrape them off of the you styrofoam. You can't scrape anything off a of styrofoam. Because you'd break the styrofoam. Right. And in fact, the I asked the diver about the, the growth that happens on the on the plastic ones. And he said they, they can't grip the plastic as well. And as they get heavier and heavier, they just naturally fall off. They're, they're too heavy on their own. Mm. And so... He's like, I don't even bother scraping them because just they get too big, they fall off. And then it just kind of cleans itself that way. With the styrofoam, if any of the barnacles or the mussels fall off on their own, they're taking chunks of styrofoam with them. Uh, so it's going to slowly deteriorate just by virtue of Well, being and there. I also was thinking, I don't know how the styrofoam is attached to the boathouse. So what I was thinking is when the wind oh, hits and it right. makes the boathouse kind of go up and smack back down a little bit, that if there's heavy barnacles and now that wind has caused it to really shake and it breaks off and it breaks off styrofoam and once too much styrofoam breaks and the boathouse is heavy, it will start to sink. And of course, something that starts sinking, you know, that's just yeah, ripple a effect. Chain reaction, right, right. So, so about maybe half the boathouses here are still on styrofoam. Our neighbor's boathouse is on our neighbors. styrofoam. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, maybe most of you think about trees falling in your house. We think about our neighbors floating boathouses and having the floats break away and dragging us <laughs> with them. That's not so that's scary. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was our stormy night. Uh, you know, I say that like it's a concern, but it's not like in our two major storms, we didn't have any boathouses go down. We've had other boathouses go down for different reasons. Um, in the one case where we saw a boat that sank, it took part of the boathouse down with it. Right. So that's sort of you know the opposite problem. Um, in our case, if the boathouse went down, because we are strapped to the boathouse, it would start to pull the boat down. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, that's, well, that's yeah, a little scary. In- in the snow that we got last year. Oh, right. The snow was so heavy. It started to take a boathouse down and it was the boat holding the boathouse up. Right, right. So. Yeah. All kinds of things that we get to think about that no one else has to think about. Yep. So that was our week. Yeah. Crazy, busy. (sighs) And then we've added going to the gym on a regular basis to our schedule, which has been good but it, I, I think it, it's been great. It gets us off the boat, keeps the kids from just kind of, you know, around for too much. sitting on their phone when they get home from school. I barely let them sit down and then they say, get ready for the gym. Let's go. Yeah. I learned something kind of interesting. So I started practicing in the racquetball rooms. I've never played racquetball before. Uh, you? Mm-mm. No. Um, We've established we didn't play sports. Right. <laughs> so, you know, the girls have wanted to play with me. And then when they, you know, when they hit the showers, I stay a little bit longer. And so I'm feeling, you know, a little athletic, right? So I'm, you know, chasing the racquetball around or running around the this, the place. You know, I saw a lady watching you, which is why I didn't think That's you were in there anymore. Because weird. I saw somebody like, there's like a tiny, tiny little window and she was looking through the window. So I thought you weren't in there anymore. So I said to Charlie, I'm like, oh, you know, dad's done. And she said, no, he's still in there. Uh huh. There's a lady watching. Oh. Well, that's that's interesting, Kendra. Sorry. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so, you know, I'm chasing the ball around and feeling like, okay, like if if someone said, hey, you know, some complete stranger, hey, want to play a round of racquetball or whatever. I feel like, yeah, I could play. 
Well, as soon as I got done, I walked out and as I was going to turn the the rackets back in, I looked into the next uh, and, and this gym has like six racquetball rooms. Like three. Okay. <laughs> three racquetball <laughs> rooms. I don't know. It's got more than that. No. Um It has three. What are the other rooms? Oh, uh, one room has There's one with the glass doors. Um inside. It's got like a yeah. glass And that says that's squash, right? Squash. I don't even know what squash is. I know it's a food. I don't know. Anyhow. But that's not racquetball. And so... Yeah, okay. There's not... In my, in my head, I was just counting that as the same thing. Anyhow. That still would only make I, four. I, <laughs> okay. Math. Right, right. So as I was turning in the rackets, um, the next room over, mm-hmm. there were these two guys playing. And I watched them finish out a match. And I thought, okay, never mind. I have no clue what I'm doing because these guys were playing so aggressively. Well, maybe the lady was watching them. That makes more sense, Kendra. Because <laughs> what I was doing was not interesting. <laughs> well, I didn't know which one you were in. And I just started looking in one. And I, I think it was the one that we were in the other night. So I just thought you were in that one. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, all I know is these two dudes were just smashing this racquetball. And they were hitting it in directions. I didn't even know you were allowed to hit the ball. And it was very weird. Um, oh, dude, were they hitting it like how I hit it? Uh, you straight know, up. I have no idea. What were you doing? <laughs> I don't hit it straight up. I hit it to the side on accident. You you, you can. Oh, the so thing. then I'm good. Look, so, it, I'm actually really good at so, it. So this is crazy. You can hit it completely backwards against the wall where the door is. Like, if Well, then that would be why I hear balls smack the glass when I'm yes, up working probably. out. Yeah. So anyhow, um, I learned that when you do a, a thing for a very short time and you're feeling very good about your ability to do it, what you need to do is watch people who are actually good to put you back in your place. That's what I learned today. Well, that's good. <laughs> so sorry again for the late episode. Yep. And the choppiness because we kept having to pause it and, <laughs> and start over, not start over, but like try to pick up where we left off because our kids, our kids, we normally have the kids go off into our room while we're recording and, and watch like, TV. Right, right. And every like five minutes, it's weird. Like they were toddlers. Like, I, I need a drink of water. Can I flush the toilet? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a phone charger? Oh, man. And we're, <sighs> we told them every time you say something, we have to pause. Right. And then we don't remember where we're, <laughs> what we're talking about. Right. We look at each other like, what were we talking right. about? <laughs> Just takes a second. Uh, busy, busy. But we're very busy. Hopefully this week's a little bit quieter we've got a four-day weekend coming up right not for i mean it's not a four-day work weekend but for the kids yeah the kids have a four-day weekend coming up what's the holiday is it it president's day president's day Hmm. and they throw in a day to make it like winter break or something i think it's midwinter yeah there you go so i think we're gonna take the boat out yes maybe i hope so (laughs) i don't like to say yes because i have to check with our children first no i don't you're cute. Their schedules are so crazy. Morgan just finished a play, and she's got tryouts coming up for the next play. And I can't remember when they but are. not during the four-day weekend. It's on a Saturday. Are you serious? Yeah. It's Saturday oh. tryouts. Huh. So. This sucks. <laughs> we, I, I was thinking about it at the gym today. I was thinking, so we live on a boat. Uh-huh. And people are like, oh, you live on a boat. But 
really were not the people that you would find on Instagram living down in the Bahamas every day going to a new island and snorkeling and swimming with turtles. I follow. Although I, I want to be. Oh, I, I would love to be. <laughs> I follow them and it's people like that on Instagram and like, see, they live on a boat. <laughs> we technically live on a boat, uh-huh. but we're just doing regular life right now and finding that our kids just run our schedule. Right. Re- really, our, our, what defines us right now is we are parents of teenagers. Um, mm. who just happen to live on a boat. We're not. There we go. Yeah. We're not boat people who have teenagers. We are people who raise teenagers who happen to live on a boat. Yep, that's it. That's our life. For now. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> this too shall pass. Spring break's coming. Maybe then we'll take up the boat. And also, this weekend would have been great because the sun was shining again, and I looked at the forecast, and next weekend's gonna be ugly. So between weather and teenagers, I don't know. All right. Well, we'll get something figured out. Mm-hmm. It's we go to late. bed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm tired. Let's go to bed. I love you. I love you. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Uh, make sure to stop by dropanchorpodcast.com to see what we're doing, both uh, in pictures and uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. We've got all the links there. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>